Good morning, everybody. And first of all, I want to, as always, you know, thank you for taking the time to press play and to listen to this particular episode. My name is Manny De La Cruz, and I am the host of Manny Talks. And typically, this podcast is about trying to help early career engineers, trying to help early uh, students, I would say, in STEM. And in reality, a lot of the information that I talk about could apply to a lot of different careers, regardless of what the uh, what, regardless of what the major is. So I'll focus on sharing stories of early career individuals, but also share stories of uh, you know what to do when you're a student. And once in a while, you get this. You're going to get me talking by myself. Sometimes in the I can do some fancy recording with some of the toys that I got at the house. Other times, you get the mobile studio and. <laughs> It's been a while since I had done the mobile studio. I think the last episode, I also did it uh, on the mobile studio, a.k.a. my truck. Uh, technology nowadays allows you to do this just about anywhere. And in reality, the sound isn't uh, too bad. And I can always go back and edit it and so on. So in any event, so where am I at right now? Today is Friday, September 18th. It's about 5 o'clock in the morning. I just finished stopping at Bucky's out here in Texas City. I'm going to be doing a little fishing today because I finally decided to take a few vacation days and I'm going solo out fishing and here we are on the road and I got my headphones in and the sun hasn't come out and I'm talking to myself. And if you see me pause or things get a little slow or whatever, it's because, well, you know, I got to drive and I'm going to probably get a lot of heat for talking about driving and recording, but I don't, I, it's hands-free. Let's put that aside. So why did I want to go ahead and record something this morning before I got to the pier in Galveston? Because look, it's the beginning of Hispanic Heritage Month. Well, we're three days into it, or today's day four. When Hispanic Heritage Month started off, and for those of you that don't know, right, so Hispanic Heritage Month is from September 15th to October 15th. It is a month-long uh, event in which uh, Hispanic heritage and culture and people that influence uh, people of influence and those who have been let's just call it heroes of the Latino community are highlighted. But you also have a, a a bit of complexity to it and a bit of confusion that comes in. Hey, it's it's a month for all Latin speaking countries. It's all Latin based, all Spanish speaking, uh, with the exception of Spain, right? And maybe I'm wrong about that, so correct me. Is Spain included in this? Maybe maybe not. But it tends to be Hispanic, uh, which tends to be South America, Mexico, and, and and that's the areas that it kind of focuses on. So more of a of a of an America's type of a celebration and recognition of the Latino culture. So in the past, so here I am now sitting at 39 years young, uh, and I have in the past never really celebrated Hispanic Heritage Month, and it's not because I didn't find value in it. I've always uh, been involved in in minority recruiting and minority events, not always, but here recently as a, as, a, as a professional, right? So at least for the last nine years, eight, nine years, I've been involved in this space. So I, and I'm proud of being Latino, but when it came to, just to be, be completely honest, when it came to, ta- to deciding where I was going to put my energy. So here I am like at work, I'm part of an ERG, an employee resource group, its goal. And there's a whole, I call it agenda and a bunch of goals that uh, goal. <laughs> As a whole wants to meet throughout the year, one of them is, is, uh, you know, doing cultural awareness. And so other th- things are like professional development, recruiting and community service. So 
when it came to where do I spend my time or if you give me a choice or where do I naturally navigate to or where do I think my talents are best suited and my, you know, what uh, keeps me motivated or where am I interested in? It tends to be in the recruiting space, in the professional development space and not so much in the, in the cultural awareness. And it doesn't come from a place where, you know, it's like, I don't like my culture. I'm very proud of where I come from. But when it came time to, and I'll give you an example. When it came time to, you know, we're in the ERG and it's like, hey, what are we going to, what, what events are we going to put together for Hispanic Heritage Month? And one thing that's pretty consistent and, and which I love because I've benefited from this is like a country expose, right? So you got, we, we, I work in a very diverse place. Uh, even at school, right? You can have a diverse, uh, diverse amount of, of cultures that are represented, but it, it used to be an element that said, you know, well, you know, why don't the Argentinians, you know, put a table together and, and have some, you know, talk about Argentina and food and music and culture and so on. And those that are from, you know, uh, Honduras do it or Venezuela and Colombia. And so you would, you would start going down the Pareto of countries. You get to Mexico. And so, you know, sometimes it would, uh, me having, you know, my parents having been born in Mexico, that's where, if I was going to line up with something, that's where I would, uh, quote unquote, be assigned to or maybe would volunteer for. And to be honest, when it came time to me thinking about how, what do I know from Mexico? It's not much. I was born in the United States. Uh, I've, I've, I'm American. I've, I've grown here. I, I have uh, uh, I have influences from the American culture. And even at times when I was young, when you know I would go to Mexico, even then there was a bit of like, mira, es, he's es del otro lado. He's from he's from the other side. Meaning there's a distinction there, right? And, and the quality of the Spanish and, and how you grow up and, and maybe some of the, uh, things that you're doing, toys that you're playing with. So, so I didn't necessarily, and even then today, I don't necessarily align myself or feel that I could represent the country of Mexico and, and, and really give it the justice that it deserves. Like if they just celebrated, Mexican independence, like I get more amped up about, you know, the 4th of July and the culture around that and, and than I do for Mexican independence. That doesn't mean that I think it's any better or any worse. I just, that's just where I'm trying to be honest, like where feelings and emotions of, of alliance and allegiance come, it's to America and that's where I was born. So, so, so. And again, I'm talking about this now because I spent the last couple of days, you know, and even leading up to Hispanic Heritage Month this year. And really, it has a lot to do with what's going on in the, in, in the, in the country from a, from a social aspect where I feel like, okay, I started to get towards the place where I can, I probably shouldn't do that anymore. I probably, there's, there's importance and, 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 and benefit to making others aware of your story and, and, Part of this came from as I started to look into like Black Lives Matter and and what's happening with the the, the African American community and what their feelings are on what's happening and and I'm generalizing there but hey bear with me like I started to see that how much I didn't know about that particular culture right that ethnic group well then I when I looked at being Latino and you know and we'll get a little bit into more what that means to me. Like there was a big gap for me, right? Like I couldn't, and I didn't think that was right, right? There's a lot of folks that have done work prior to uh, me getting to where I'm at. And I think it's worth talking about and pausing and recognizing uh, certain elements. Now, again, not because I think it's better, 
but because I think it's something that I think is worth paying attention to. So I don't identify with Mexico. Uh, so what do I identify with? Look, I was born in San Antonio, Texas. Okay, so I'm Texan, and and it really took me moving to Louisiana and interacting with the Latino community there, which was primarily Latin American, and then still, and there were some people that were born and raised in Mexico, and we would have, and this, I went and got involved with a, a Spanish ministry helping helping them get, you know, started there in, in Baton Rouge, and it was like, you know, we had, there were times where there would be references of the countries that we were born in, and then I would be called the Tejano. And I was, at first I was like, well, wait a minute, what does that mean? But you know what? That, I think that's fair. And then I started to meet uh, other people and one very specific person and, and she doesn't know this. So Brianne Martin, she's a big, you know, people engineer. You should check her out. That was something that she also talked about, about her being a Tejana and not identifying. So I started, there was other voices in there, uh, that, that, that I started to pay attention to. And, and, and so as I'm, as I was thinking leading up to this discussion, I'm like, you know what? Okay. I, identify as a Tejano. I identify as someone who was born in San Antonio, Texas, because even being in Texas, being from San Antonio, Houston, or Dallas, or the Valley, or Austin, or El Paso, or, you know, the Panhandle, like, there are huge, huge differences. So even just being from San Antonio alone brings in its own cultural mix. If Hispanic Heritage Month wasn't confusing already, uh, here's an additional layer. Now I'm talking about cities. So, that's where I grew up. And, and, and when I think about the, the schools that I went to and the culture that was around San Antonio and the Hispanic community there, yes, uh, my parents are Mexican and there are, I'll use the term Mexican American is also has its, uh, has its, uh, connotation, right? But again, I'll say Mexican Americans say in Texas versus Mexican American in New Mexico or Mexican American in Arizona. And certainly Mexican American in California, there's a lot of distinction there. So Tejano, Mexican American, that's kind of where I'm at. And I, and if you were, and then you start thinking about, well, the uh, uh, other influences that might support that for me, it started to come down to like the music that I listened to. And yes, I like music from Mexico and, and I like conjunto music, but there's also this type of music called Tejano, which is kind of like conjunto, but has a bit of a different sound. It mixes in Louisiana, Zydeco, accordion mixed in with all, you know, North Mexico accordion. And so, and this has been now in the last few days trying to pick apart, like trying to understand and put words maybe a little bit as to why, what I would say if somebody said, what is it? What do you mean you're Tejano and from San Antonio? What does that mean? And, and start picking it apart. That some of the, the music certainly comes to mind. Uh, the, the, the celebrations, the fiesta and things of that nature, right? Also come to mind. Also, um, food. So Tex-Mex. So there is a distinction around Mexican food and Tex-Mex as a cuisine. And and so yes, I absolutely like Tex-Mex and fajitas and uh, cheddar cheese and and refried beans over you know over some other more traditional Mexican uh, cuisine. And again, they're influence and they're mixed, but there is distinction. And I've had Tex-Mex in other parts of Texas and. And I've had quote unquote Mexican food or, uh, uh, you know, Tex-Mex influenced food in other states. And there is a difference. So, so that's where I'm at. Right. And so I set out this month. I wanted to make a goal to like learn a little bit about what that means to be Tejano, if that's where I'm going to align myself more. And of course, naturally, this is going to lead me into Mexico. And I still got, to, I can't deny that my parents 
and then being born in, 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 in Mexico on the northern region, right? Monterrey having big influences there. I can't say that, and having a lot of family there, I can't say that there's not influences from that region that will, that I'll certainly end up spilling into. But I'm going to start off with San Antonio and Texas and really dig into that. And I started sharing some of that in some of the Instagram posts more than anything. I'm choosing Instagram as a platform. I've debated whether or not I need to do it in LinkedIn. I, I try to be a little bit of a purist as to what goes into LinkedIn. And, and that's my version of what I think uh, should go into LinkedIn. But if you have comments about that, let me know. If you, if you would think that it'd be fair game to put it on some of these postings on LinkedIn, let me know. But for the meantime, I've started off and I'm going to try to do some sort of posting. One little, you know, highlighting an individual or highlighting some topic around the Hispanic Heritage Month theme, obviously Latinos, but that'll start focusing on what it means for me to be a Tejano and, and so on. And I go back to, to the, uh, when I started talking about being in an ERG, like, and, and talking about events for Hispanic Heritage Month, I think it'd be cool to start seeing like, you know, the, 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 Texas, the Tejano as a, as a cultural uh, leg or not a country, but an identity of the Hispanic community. It'd be also cool to look at the Chicano movement. And I know that kind of spills into Texas and California, but there's, there's different aspects and different twists. And certainly like when you get to New Mexico and Arizona and you start talking about the influence of the Latino community mixing with the indigenous community, like that is its own. You know, it's its own microcosm, probably its own case study. And so I think it would be awesome to start seeing some of that as opposed to just saying, well, all Hispanics and uh, for the majority of them, I say all of them, but the majority of those border states and their Hispanic heritage is going to be celebration of Mexico. Not necessarily true all the time, even though uh, we might identify as par- partially into that. So going back, if you go on Instagram, you'll see a couple of posts. I'd be interested to know if, if any of that information is helpful or if you think I'm barking up the wrong leg. I love going down rabbit holes like this has sent me down the rabbit hole of, of looking at even how the state was established. And, you know, people from the military that uh, uh, were Latino, that uh, were born in Texas, actors, actresses and so on. So I, I'm kind of this is fun. It turned into a fun activity. And I hope to share that with you. In the meantime, for all of you that are out there, Latino descent or have Latino interest, I hope you have a wonderful Hispanic Heritage Month. I hope that you are benefiting from it and that you are representing your identity uh, to the best of your abilities. Uh, take it from me. It took me 40 years to kind of start thinking about actual, you know, participation intentionally getting in the weeds and trying to understand more about this uh, culture, especially when I represent it every bit of the way. Again, I appreciate your time and I hope you enjoyed this conversation as much as I enjoyed making it.